welcome new types to Silhouette Zero, uh, a very special holiday um, interlude episode series. Uh, what holiday, you may ask? Uh, the holiday of episode twi- 25's audio is really badly ruined, and uh, it's going to take me a long time to fix it. It's a new holiday, uh, one I hope is not repeated that often. Uh, but if you didn't catch the notice on Twitter or the Patreon or whatever, uh, yeah, episode 25 got recorded with the wrong microphone input, which means I have to re-record everything because it was too good of an episode to let stand and ignore, um, and I don't want to redo it, but it's taking me a while. So, you lucky folks uh, get to hang out with me and the brother Matt. He's over there. Hi. Um, and we are going to do an interlude series on the Mecha Hack, which is a role-playing game of Titanic War Machines by Absolute Tabletop, made uh, off of the skeleton of the Black Hack. If you are not aware of that, it is an OSR system um, designed to emulate D&D 1 or D&D 2 or, or a combination thereof. So, um, yeah. Are we ready to get our mech on? Uh, I don't think you put a mech on. I think you get inside of a mech. <laughs> depends on what. Depends on which mech uh, series. I mean, G Gundam, you kind of put it on. Kind of. I mean, you're getting in its membranes. Okay, now I'm grossing myself out. Okay, so. First, we need dice. Actual dice, not, not forced dice or none of that nonsense. But, uh. Let me get my bag out here real quick. Oh, here we go. Do this bit. Let's see. You need a couple of D20s, D8s, D4s, and help. The- <laughs> oh, they get absorbed into the digital realm because I'm going to use the online dice roller instead. The- <laughs> it all started when I was spitting dice at my computer. <laughs> Some of them landed in the internet. <laughs> okay, so um, the Mecha Hack um, is a pretty simple system. It is an OSR system. It is a roll under system, and we only have four stats. And we only have four stats for specifically the mechs. Um, the character inside, the squishy part, uh, does not have their own stats. Although I kind of think one of them basically applies to the person. So... <clears throat> Uh, there are uh, power, mobility, system, and presence. Uh, and I think really the only one that applies to the actual person is the presence stat. But the rest is pretty self-explanatory. Power for fighting, mobility for moving, systems for computery junk, presence for giving inspiring speeches, telling us to fight the power, um, you know, or I don't know, deliver some nihilistic, endless thought on why... Life is pointless. I don't know. I never actually watched Evangelion, so it's no presence is also to give your opponent an existential crisis with um, battle philosophy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> or, or maybe um, uh, you know, talk about chess a lot, but not actually know how to play chess correctly. Presence is char asnable. <laughs> that that is true. Presence is char asnable. Um, for those of you that missed what I was my my last reference, that's Code Chaos. Yes. Where um, they talk, Lelouch, the main character, talks about chess, but there is a scene, very famous scene, where he plays chess, but the animators did not know how to play chess because pieces are moving all sorts of willy nilly. 
on that board. <laughs> I, I never noticed that. <laughs> yes, I believe famously the king moves like across the board. <laughs> it, yeah, maybe, it makes no maybe, sense. Maybe, maybe New Britannia has different chess rules. M- maybe, maybe. Games can evolve. True. The king is... <laughs> The king is the strongest because he's the king. <laughs> that, that's definitely some restructuring, uh, retconning sort of thing that royalty would do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then there are basically four. Um, there's four types across everything, right? So there's four stats. There's four mechs. There's four character archetypes. So we have... Um, Commander, Engineer, Maverick, and Quipster are the character archetypes, and then the mech archetypes are Brawler, Scout, Striker, and Titan. Everything is roll under, and it's a save mode type of game, so that means um, enemies don't roll their attacks, Uh, player characters roll their saves to defend against those attacks. It's a bunch of hit die rules, um, which everyone always knows, and I always have to relearn because it confuses me. Um, because we learned games backwards. Um, I still don't know how hit dice work. <laughs> here's an interesting, uh, interesting piece of serendipity. The project lead for the Mac, the Mecha hack is by a man named Matt Click. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I mean, it can't be me. I, I don't know what hit dice are. <laughs> 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 Okay, well, now I'm curious. Well, we'll see how well you know this game. If all of a sudden you're like, actually, well, page seven. (laughs) Canonically, whenever we do these new games, I ask you what I need to do. (laughs) (laughs) And this will be no different. Okay, but uh, um, unlike other interlude games, we've actually done some prep. We have characters ready. I wrote a loose um world that this takes place in so uh we're gonna we're gonna go you ready ready you're sitting in a i guess what could only be described as a space 18 wheeler um it's a very specialized ship it's it's a tugboat type craft um it's really its only purpose is to move mechs from the surface to ships in orbit so if you can imagine um essentially it's i guess the ships from gundam wing uh the the mech is standing there and then the ship is pulling it up into space um you are sitting in the very small cockpit area. There's a paid pilot who just works for the spaceport. Um, and then you are sitting very uncomfortably in the corner because the other passenger is taking up quite a bit of room. But before we get to that other passenger, let's talk about you. Uh, what's your deal? Uh, my deal is I am uh, the pilot named October Gray. Uh, his friends may refer to him as Toby. Get it? It's October. Toby. I thought it was cute. Um, That's a good one. He is a Maverick piloting a striker class uh, mech with uh, called Grim Horizon. Nice. So uh, like, you what's are... the color scheme? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it's probably a lot of, you know, it is probably pretty boring. 
Well, the the immediate color palette I got was um, Death Scythe from Gundam Wing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, actually. <laughs> so, so blacks, it's, it's very black and white, and like hints of greens, probably on the lighty parts. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you're gonna hate most of my uh, stat rolls, and I did follow the rule of if you hit anything above fifteen, or fifteen or more. The next one had to be 2d6 plus 3, I think. Right. Um, so I have power 15, mobility 9, no, mobility 19. Wait, what? System 10, <laughs> presence 14. How do you even get mobility 19? Because I got 17, and the Maverick gets plus 2 to mobility. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crud evaporator. So your second roll was a 2d6 plus 3. So you rolled two sixes. <laughs> oh, no. I well, swapped I swapped two. Because it said you can swap uh, two things. So my power was... Um, I think that one was the 10? No. I forget what it was. But I did swap something. I see, I see. Okay. I didn't swap them when I made mine, but that's, that's true. I forgot you could do that. <clears throat> and so the pilot ability of the Maverick is Reckless Attack, where... Um, when the attack hits, or actually, I think it just it, it just hits. Um, I lose two armor. No, whenever I hit, making a, a successful attack, I can suffer two points of armor damage. That's the AP, right? Right. And I get to roll an additional damage die. Nice. Uh, the striker chassis has a hit die of eight, damage die of eight, and a reactor die of eight. Um, armor points are five, and hit points are twelve. Uh, its chassis abilities are adaptable robotics where I can re-roll a critical fail and I have reactor charge, which means that if I am in close proximity to a friendly mecha, I can give them one reactor point and roll my reactor roll. I come with a Ooh, nice. sword, an SMG, a shield, and light armor. And the module I installed is static cloud. Use action. Um, it's a mobility test. And if I pass it, uh, creates uh, 1d4 damage to two close enemies and I become hidden immediately after and then I roll a reactor roll. Nice. What do you look like? Um, I'm going to say uh, generic Gundam hero. <laughs> generic Gundam hero too. So uh, brown hair. Uh-huh. Um, average shape. <laughs> average build. Uh, wearing basically flight uniform stuff. Do you have anything from your past life on you? In terms of like what you're wearing, uh, he probably kept the cloak, like the cape thing. Uh, perfect. Because I'm from, well, we can get into that once you talk about these places. Okay, so you're sitting there in the corner. Um, normally this would be already a tight fit. It's a little bit worse because of who you are sitting with. You are sitting next to your new boss, Captain Bellaro Graves. Bellaro Graves used to be a mech pilot himself before he lost his legs and most of his right arm in some sort of unknown mech accident. You've heard tales. They're all different. He, When you ask him which one's true, he says all of them. Um, <laughs> apparently, Bellaro has a flair for the dramatic, um, and instead of just getting normal cybernetic legs, he has decided to that he now um, is a spider. So he's got like a spider leg platform that his torso sits on. He's got that Darth Maul look um, going on. Yeah, but he also like didn't replace his right arm. And so like they it walks, but it's also acts as his right arm sometimes too. 
It's very creepy and intimidating. Everybody hates it. He loves that everybody hates it. <laughs> um, and so this this uh, is taking up quite a bit of space in there. Um, you're you're comfortable, but you know it's a short ride, and you're going to be okay. Up ahead through the viewport, you can see the ship you are heading towards, the Midnight Tempest. Uh, it's an independent Merc ship, and you know it's it's fairly large. It's it's got a jump capacity it does not go with an atmosphere um and, and captain Bellaro is one of the few independent mercs who has uh, made a name for himself um it's a small outfit which is pretty rare because those have a hard time surviving but th they are very well known for getting very difficult jobs done um and so right now you've just been hired like an hour ago <laughs> uh and you're on your way up to the ship, and he's kind of telling you about the Midnight Tempest as you're going up, and he's just saying things like, The old crew is, um, they're a bit of an odd group, but you'll get used to it after a while. After all, it can't be any worse than those stuck-up nobles you spent so many years hanging about, eh? I'm sure I'll have no problem with the crew. Right, right. And, uh, gotta warn you, the rest of the fire team, uh, they're a bit of characters themselves. How so? Well, let's just say you don't get a reputation for getting difficult jobs done by having boring, simple pilots on the staff, right? I mean, here I am hiring you. Well, I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, believe me, I, I don't think I'm going to be surprised with you. I mean, look at the cloak, right? You're wearing a cloak. That cloak only goes to those who are... Uh, in line to be king's god, right? Was. Yeah. Everybody's got a was if they were hanging out with old Captain Bellaro. But don't worry about that. Nobody cares about your background. They just care about whether you can get the job done. I don't think that'll be a problem. No, no. Not if if, if half of the tales Skippy told me about you are true. I think we'll be doing just fine business-wise. Um, <laughs> now listen. You got any questions before you get aboard? Because, uh... Gotta tell you, in order to keep an outfit like this profitable, we're pretty much going to be jumping right away. Just let me know what the target is. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, great. All business. Wait, did you say your name was Gray? October Gray? Yeah, I, okay. I can change it. No, no, no. For some reason, it was in my head that it was October Grim, and I'm like, wait, no, wait, no, that's the mech. The Grim, Har <laughs> Grim Horizon is the mech. Right, yes. I got confused for a second. <laughs> that, uh, name, your mech name... Pretty, uh, pretty accurate for your personality, eh? It wasn't for my personality. Right, well, do you prefer to make sure the mech gets locked in yourself, or do you want to just let the techies do it? The fact that you ask me makes me a little nervous about your techies. I'll do it myself. Do it yourself. They do a fine job, and believe me, you'll want to let them do it after a while, but yeah, I can appreciate a little skepticism. So the uh, Tugcraft docks with the Midnight Tempest. Um, a little pod, ex or a little tube extends out to let you back onto the ship. The captain heads off to the bridge to go deal with his stuff. He says, kind of gestures over to a ladder, which says we'll take you down to the mech bay so you can make sure the Grim Horizon is loaded correctly inside. You follow that ladder, you find a catwalk. Um, you know, there's a, there's a combination of Midnight Tempest crew and, uh, Spaceport crew that are doing the job. You're, you're overseeing it. Everything's going fine. It gives you a chance, though, to kind of glance around at the other mechs. Do you do so? 
Yes. There are three. Um, and just quick, quick glance. There's a white one, a blue one, and a purple one. Which one you want to look at first? Uh, the reverse order of how you just read them. <laughs> purple. No, I don't. I didn't read. Oh, you want to go purple? All right. So the closest one to you is um, this one. It looks like a brawler class. Mm-hmm. It's painted a metallic eggplant color. Um, and at first glance, the fists look like they have golden flames on them. But when you kind of look a little bit closer, it's actually like swirling music staves <laughs> um, and notes that are like all around the fists. And then um, on the back, like along the shoulders in a beautiful golden scripty font is the words Breaker Harmony. You can also see there is an axe, a laser axe hilt attached to the mech that says uh, in the same scripty font, Melody, on it. Nice. <laughs> Two more. You want to look at them? Yep. White or blue? Uh, blue. This one is strange to you. Uh, you've seen a lot of mechs in your life, but you've never really seen one that is quite shaped. Um... Like this before, it is definitely a scout class, which is the only thing you can really figure from it. It is a very light teal color, like sky teal. Um, and it really doesn't have any other identifying marks, except it has a zero painted in white on the front left shin. Okay. And the white one. White one is a Titan class mech. It's huge. Um, and... Let's see. Would you know this? Yeah, I think you would. So it's it's very Gundam-y in color. So it's white primarily, but it's got red and blue accents. Mm-hmm. You know that this would be um, paint job from the Federation of Earth and other human planets, except an old paint job. Um, they don't. The Federation of Earth and other human planets, otherwise known as the FEA, FEOHP, otherwise known um, in colloquial terms as the FEHOP even though the O and the H are transposed. Um, they don't use that, those markings anymore, but they definitely did use those markings at one point. So this is an old FIHOP mech, you know it, um, but there are no FIHOP markings on it. Um, there are two things that kind of ga- gather your attention. First, it's got huge metal plates on its back, like huge, kind of gives it a turtle look. Um, and then the legs uh, have a inscripty silver, not, um, not scripty, like streamlined slanted silver font. The words tanker heavy, which is obviously the mech name. Nice. They finished loading up. Um, and, uh, there's a general announcement. All right, everybody. It's your first officer Scully here. We are going to be jumping in about 10 minutes, so make sure you're in position. That's all. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, what did I come down here to do? Make sure it was locked in right? Just to make sure. That, yeah, it, it's it's good to go. You're, you're, you've got your parking space. This bay only holds four mechs, um, and you're, you have your spot now. Okay. Uh, do I see any, any pilots around or no? Um, yes. There is one... Standing, well, your guess is it's a pilot. You don't know how you know. You just kind of have a feeling it's the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a girl standing next to the blue one, uh, working vehemently and uh, diligently on a computer that she has plugged into it, and she's on the ground floor. 
uh, I, I will anime leap down and walk over. <laughs> <laughs> you anime leap down, there's a flourish of your cape. A couple of people, uh, you know, the workers, the crew kind of look at you funny, like, oh, there's some murmuring. Um, as you're walking towards this girl, two other girls pop up in front of you. They are twins, uh, look to be in their mid-twenties, and uh, hmm. I've been trying to figure out how to describe this since this afternoon when I thought of it, and I can't really think of another way, and this is going to really demonstrate how how many kids I have. Have you ever heard or seen the children's show, Lou Valve? <laughs> Uh, negative. I I, okay. I I have zero. I kids. didn't think so. <laughs> so Lou Valve is like this this British made show about this little Chinese British Chinese girl. Um, and I can't get it out of my head. That's what they look like, except they're in their twenties. So they're like um, bangs, like a big bun on their head, big smiles, um, very adorable, uh, wearing uh, like jumpsuit. No, not jumpsuit. Um, overalls like worker overalls uh-huh. and um tool belts and big heavy gloves and look exactly identical except one of them is wearing a um, headband with a green lightning bolt on it see when you told me that they, they were twins and like you gave like the basic description i thought for sure they were both gonna have side ponytails but each of them had it on a different side but <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we, we've got this, and they got the green lightning bolt headband, and they both go, hello, at the same time, and they go, you must be the new pilot, says one. Yes, uh, and you are? I'm Zippy. I'm Zappy. We are the head mechanics. Ah, uh, pleased to meet you. Um, did you look at my mech when I brought it on, or? Oh, I mean, is it damaged already? Did we, did we take aboard a damaged mech? Ah, your repair only, not maintenance. Got it. Oh, no, no, we'll do all of it, but we just didn't know, did you need maintenance? I mean, we're going to do a rundown before the mission starts, that kind of thing. Don't listen to Zappy. She just, like, she was trying to flirt with you. She was thinking, like, damage, like, are you damaged? Just ignore her. (laughs) Damaged, like, my personality? Um... (laughs) Yes, exactly. But ignore her, because she's annoying. You're annoying. Shut up. You shut up. Uh, Anyway, we're very good at our jobs. Don't worry about it. I, I'm sure you are. I'm. I have the absolute most faith in you. Yeah. Um. Look, we also saw that you were heading over to talk to her, and they point. Yeah. Why? Uh. I, I, maybe not. Maybe not. Not by yourself. Why not? She's hard to talk to, and I'm not just saying that because I was like trying to flirt with you and I failed, and I'm like trying to sabotage this other girl. Um. She's like really hard to talk to. Hard to talk to as in language barrier, social as in, skills. Um, she doesn't really, yeah, that one. She doesn't really say much. I mean, you're free to do it because I guess we're not really your bosses or whatever, but like, I'm just telling you. I mean, like, if this is like it, a warning. Look, if I'm flying in a mission with her, I need to talk to her. <laughs> they both they both look at each other, shrug. One, the one with the headband pulls it off, hands it to the other one. She puts the headband on, they shrug, and they both leave. <laughs> Wait, the headband doesn't mean anything? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I approached the woman working on the computer. Your impression of her is that she's pretty young, probably 18 or 19. Um, she's very, very thin, uh, almost underfed looking. 
Um, she immediately gets a little nervous as you approach uh, and is just sort of doubling down on really working hard on her computer. <laughs> uh, greetings. Hello. hello. I'm, uh, I'm October Gray. I just signed on. Yes, I saw your mech being loaded in. You must be the new um, striker class for our team. Yes. Did you have one before? Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name before I brought up painful memories. Erica. Erica. Quite. As you sort of examine Erica, you you see she's wearing a mechanics jumpsuit and a scarf, like a like like a really thick scarf. It's not that cold in here. Uh, fixing the climate control on your mech. No, I'm just very cold. I'm always cold. Oh, um, I'm sorry to hear that. So, how long have you been with uh, Captain Bellaro? Bellaro? Yeah. I've been on board this ship one year. You must be quite good in a scout. I do my job very well. Why did you leave? Hmm? Leave what? The Kingdom of Partassica. Why did you leave it? Ah, uh, same reason why I wasn't any longer welcome to join the guard. The guard? I was, well, I was attempting to join the king's guard, and they had us, all of us recruits, trying to fight the instructors. They gave us broken down, run out, worn out old style mechas, and they had theirs, and I think I pushed things a little too hard. So you defeated them, showed them the their inferiority, and they were frightened by that. I killed one of them. Is that frowned upon in the kingdom of Partassica? It's frowned upon when you're a recruit trying to join the ranks of the king's guard and you kill one of the instructors. I see. I will have to contemplate that. For the listener, the kingdom of Partassica is a corporate monarchy. Um, the monarchy is theoretically symbolic, and the laws are passed by the council of governors. Um... The reality is that 90% of the businesses in that sector of the galaxy are either subsidiaries, partnerships, or subdivisions of the mega corporation, Daver and Sonsville Medical Communications. And conveniently, the king is the majority shareholder and director of the board. So um, he uses the money to buy off the governors. The governors pass the laws that the king wants. The king is still technically a puppet or a figurehead, but has also actually used his monetary influence to create a puppet government of himself. Basically resulting in, <laughs> yeah, it's basically an extremely roundabout monarchy. Um, and is, uh, well, probably the most fanciful and, um, formal of the, of the worlds. And, uh, definitely the, one of the world, one of the groups that has the hardest, um, social mobility. There's definitely a classism vibe there, to which apparently our poor October Grey has been uh, a victim of. In the meantime, well, while you're trying to continue this conversation with Erica, you see another woman kind of walking primly but quickly across the floor. She is wearing a uh, very simple gray-blue dress. She has brown hair. She's wearing glasses. She's holding her hands in front of her, um, like folded ahead of her in a very domestic way. Like she's a servant of some sort. Mm. And she's making a beeline for you. And she's like, Erica, Erica, dear. Um, Erica doesn't say anything, but does look up at the other woman. She goes, are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Our new pilot was just attempting small talk. I don't really think an introduction is small talk, but 
you'll have to forgive dear Erica. She's um not quite up to snuff with her uh, protocol and etiquette. My name is Alice Davies. A pleasure. I'm October Gray. Uh, and you are the new pilot of this Grim Horizon? Yes, that's mine. Well, I look forward to seeing it in action. Uh, forgive me, what, what exactly is your role here? Well, I'm the pilot of Breaker Harmony. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't know your... <laughs> I know, don't worry about it. it dis- appearances are quite deceiving, especially when it comes to me. Plus, I'd kind of assumed that your name was Melody. <laughs> oh, no, well... Bit of a backstory on that one, and not keen on sharing it at the moment, but perhaps if you're kind and polite, maybe I'll let it slip one day. How long? You think about this for a second. You've heard the name Breaker Harmony before. <laughs> um, in fact, the more you think about it, the more you realize that the name Breaker Harmony has a reputation. A reputation that the pilot is utterly brutal and ruthless <laughs> in battle. Um, and this was actually the role... Um, so the, the game has a bunch of pre-roll like backgrounds and stats, and I use all of the pre-roll. Of, I roll everything random. Because um, you actually love came up roll cool. tables. <laughs> I do love me a roll table. Um, and so, yes, the one is like they, the pilot is known for being extremely brutal. <laughs> this is this is that um, <laughs> you've you've heard break harmony. Extremely brutal. What you are looking at. Um, woman who is about 30 years old wearing glasses. <laughs> Wait. Your no, your breaker harmony. Oh yes, um, that's my mech. It's we've been through a lot, the old girl and me. That's putting it very mildly. <laughs> oh, don't let those stories get uh, get you into any sort of tizzy. I'm just a pilot like anybody else. Yeah, sure. Uh, stories or not, I'm glad that we're on the same side this time. Well, since we're um making introductions, we might as well go find. Uh, Commander, make the whole thing official. Ah, uh, yeah. I would like to meet everyone before the mission. Erica, dear, why don't you finish up? Um, don't forget to have a little something to eat before the mission. Um, I'll take Mr. Gray with me and um, finish the introductions. Okay. Alice leads you towards a little lift that brings you up to the catwalk and leads into a corridor. Everything here is very neatly labeled, which is kind of useful for someone on a new ship. There's all sorts of, like, lines and... Um, like, go this way for this, and go this way for that. Uh, you are following a path um, which seems to be taking you towards some place called Dahlia's Drip. Um, it stands out to you because it's, you know, everything is sort of um, emblazoned with standard, like, ship stencil. Mm-hmm. But th- these words are, like, very fancy looking. Um, like, they were custom designed. What's the story with this place? Dahlia's Drip? Oh well, it's just the um, it's the bar on the ship. That's that's the that's its that's the cute little rhyme. Dahlia's drip the bar on the ship. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Racer, uh, our commander's name is Timothy Racer. He he enjoys um, preparing for the mission there. How many missions have you been on with uh, Mr. Racer? Oh, countless at this point. I've been on the board of the ship for about three years now. Then I take it his libations aren't a liability? Oh, no, he's a total teetotaler. But why does he hang out the bar then? <laughs> well, I imagine he likes the mood. I'm not really sure. I'm not a, I'm not a great fan of Dahlia's trip. I mean, Dahlia's lovely. Don't get me wrong. I don't wish to speak ill of anyone, but 
you know, atmosphere is important. Sure. I've, I've tried to convince her on many occasions that maybe if we heighten the class level of the establishment, that perhaps the crew would, you know, heighten in kind. Well, depends where your crew is from, I guess. Yes, well, that is always the problem, isn't it? Oh, and, and please don't mind, Erica. Um, she's been through rather a lot, and so um, social interactions are a little clumsy for her. Is she well, though? She mentioned she was cold all the time. Yes, um, well, I imagine that's partly because she doesn't eat enough. But yes, she will do fine on the mission. More than fine, actually. Just don't take anything she does or says personally. Right. You enter Dahlia's Drip, the bar on the ship. <laughs> um, it, it's a bar. It's got a kind of a grungy dive bar feel to it. There's very much a, a, a purple... Uh, black light theme going on here. There are a couple of crew members um, on both sides. So there, there's sort of a weird um, division in the bar. Uh, one side looks more like a diner and one side looks more like a bar. And because... What kind of bar? Like, like lounge bar or more like pub bar? Oh, um, good question. More like pub bar. On a scale of um, one to seven, how much like seventh heaven are you thinking? Oh, um, no. Uh, dingier than that. Okay, got it. Bars <laughs> um, that I have been to, more, got it. <laughs> more moxie, less less Tifa. Got it. Um, the other side is a little bit a little bit more brightly lit. It, it, really, the difference is one side seems to be drinking coffee, the other side seems to be drinking alcohol. Um, <laughs> and your your guess is that this is just because... Day-night cycle. You know, it's a ship. Yeah, people are off different cycles, so whatever. Um, of course, unhelpfully to you, the man you seem to be looking for is sitting dead center um, <laughs> between both of them. From the back, you can tell um, he's blonde. He's wearing an old Fihop jacket, flight jacket. It's also white with blue and red accent marks. Again, this is a bit out of date. Um, he's got a blue jeans and a red t-shirt he's you know Gundam protagonist number two <laughs> um, you do notice probably pretty immediately since you've tangled with FIHOP officers in the past that anything that would have demonstrated his rank, his name tag any sort of medals or honors, that's all gone it's very, it's all been stripped away um, he's sitting there hunched over the bar staring at the like the screen, the TV screen. Um, and he's uh, he's got a cylinder in his hand. Um, a narrow, kind of short cylinder. It, you know, like on an airplane where you get a soda can, but it's not quite the size of a soda can? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. But it's perfectly smooth, perfectly silver. Um, he unscrews the top, takes a swig of it, screws the top back in. Um, hears the clicking heels of Alice behind him slips that cylinder immediately into the pocket, like a inside pocket of his jacket, and turns around. Uh-huh. You must be the new guy. Commander? Oh, and he's straight-laced. Well, guess I can't think of, uh... Kind of leans forward and looks at your cloak. Huh. Kingsguard, eh? Was. He shrugs. Fine with me. It means you're a good pilot. As long as you aren't gonna hesitate if we have to smash some night heads in. I don't believe that'll be a problem. Good. Name's Tim. Tim Racer. Call me Racer. Call me Commander. I don't give a crap. 
I'm sorry. In my head, uh, I'm just envisioning, especially with the, the jeans and stuff and like the t-shirt, I'm just envisioning a blonde uh, Chibity Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> less frill, oh, less, less fringe uh, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? That's not bad, actually. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, it's... In general, when I think of his character, I think of a, a uh, anime character that was animated and created in like 1999. You know that style where like the legs are just a tiny bit too long. <laughs> I mean, the other thought I had was uh, Char when he was like in his like casual civilian clothes. <laughs> yeah, I think Chibity's a better vibe. Yeah. Um. So he's like, uh, anything I need to know about you before we start? You know, addictions, fears. Nano machine problems, fake leg. How often have the l- those last two come up? Well, actually, the last two times. <laughs> no, none of that. Surprisingly, the fake leg is why you have a job, buddy. I don't follow. Let's just say I got our last pilot killed. No, all the limbs are mine. That's fine. Listen, um, he leans forward. Don't take this the wrong way, but um, the three of us, we've been working together a while now. Um... One for to some three reason, years. Yeah. For some reason, spot number four here seems to be cursed. I'm hoping that you stick. Just but because in the I'm meantime, tired of <laughs> But in the meantime, you don't want to get attached. I get it. <laughs> no, wait. I don't get attached to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, like, if the people around here with functional emotions, you know, the rest of the crew, they keep in their distance, that's why. You and me, we're about as close as we're going to get right now. You listen to my orders, you'll stay alive. You ignore them, you'll die. Don't worry, I'll get results. I'm sure you will. Turns back around, takes out a cylinder, opens it, swigs it, closes it again, puts it back in his jacket. Ms. Davies said you were well, a teetotaler. <laughs> I am. You keep. He turns back around, puts his face in your face, and goes, <sighs> You don't smell any alcohol. What's in the flask? water you come to a bar and drink your own water out of a flask (laughs) (laughs) you're an interesting one commander i hope one day to get to know you better yeah yeah maybe if you uh stick around one day you'll get your own water bottle (laughs) (laughs) um alice kind of tugs at your shoulder like okay this is about as far as we're gonna get (laughs) I, i follow her Again, I, I apologize for the rest of the team. They just really don't have a good sense of manners. Are you from Protassica? Oh, indeed I am. Your accent sounded familiar. I personally can't do an English accent consistently without my vocal cords getting exhausted. I tried for 20 <laughs> minutes before recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, it was a long time ago. I haven't been there in many years. You're not missing much. No, I imagine not. Well, it's about time for the jump. Um... Would you care to join me? Yes, Miss Davies. That would be uh, my pleasure. She um, looks around at her options, disdainfully chooses a booth in the cafe side <laughs> of uh, Dahlia's drip, um, and then pushes the requisite switches to engage the jump harness. You do the same thing. It takes about uh, you know a minute. In this world, apparently jumping is... Uh, because I just thought of it right now, it's a it's like a Battlestar Galactica jump. 
you're one place one second, you're somewhere else in the next. Gotcha. It's just that that jump is a bit violent, so you have to strap in when it happens. And you hear, uh, oh, you know, the countdown, and then boom. And then you hear, All right, pilots to the command center. That's our cue. I unstrap. So she leads you over to the bridge. Uh, bridge is a bridge. There is a holographic um, war table on the upper deck where Captain Bellaro is waiting for you. Erica um, is somehow already here while you and Alice and Racer all show up in a loose group. They all seem to have spots. So you stand in the spot. That's not a spot. Right. <laughs> All right. Fairly straightforward one. It's a mop-up operation. Bunch of stuff gets projected on the ground. Um, You see there is a big icon for a uh, construction project. And he goes, um, So Neo Yamato is trying to create a new colony on this planet. Hold on a second. I wrote this down. I forgot the planet name. Hold on. This one's just for you, Leslie. I don't remember the song. I think I got most of it. I mean, in my head. Definitely okay, not the singing okay, part. Oh, hi. Hey, hi. Sorry, I had to get my notebook. No, you're fine. Nothing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Suspicion rising. No, no, no. Suspicion drop. Suspicion fade away. Calm rises. Okay. Trust rises. This here is planet TTX 572, more colloquially known as planet Grange. Neo Yamato is trying to construct a New colony over here. There's a little red grid. Is an area known, controlled by a local gang called the Nova Scars. Neo Yamato has uh, asked them a bunch of times to leave. They won't leave. So we're making them leave. A syndicate? Not really syndicate. More like rubbish bandits. Local ruffians. Shouldn't be too hard. Why do they have issues? Neo Yamato doesn't want the bad press of going in there and mopping it up themselves. Plausible deniability and all that. Fair enough. Straightforward, uh, straightforward up. You drop in here. Give them one warning to leave. They leave, let them go. If not, start blasting the place until nobody's left. All right, let's get going. I salute. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody kind of tries to ignore it. All right. 
mech suit up scene. Everybody's putting on, um, you know, flight suits, helmets, um, going up the elevators into the uh, chassis of their thing. There's a coat hook on the inside of my chassis for my coat or my cloak. <laughs> Do you have any like cool um, startup icon or phrase on your screen when you power it up? Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so the graphic is, it, it's like just think uh, old sci-fi movie like level graphics, right? So just very simple. Um, so like green screen, like horizontal line in the middle and like mm-hmm. a circle starts to rise and then two swords clash downwards through it and then it like stops there. Yeah, it's like a horizon. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what I pulled out of my head right now. <laughs> so you guys take your mechs forward. Um, now I mentioned before, Midnight Tempest does not go into Atmo, so you you guys leave through the bay and um, lock yourselves into a smaller dropship called Diver Delta. It's purpose is really just to drop you <laughs> like that's what it's a drop ship that's right. what it does. <laughs> so um you're sitting in, in the cockpits um just waiting for the drop to happen um anything you want to say over the comms as you're going through com check <laughs> we can hear you are you ready for your first mission yeah this one shouldn't be too hard yeah listen um kind of curious to see what you're made of right so you and Alice take point. Yes, Commander. Will you be uh, handling the... Will you be issuing the final warning? If you like. I can do it. Hmm. All right. Not afraid to get your hands dirty. I get appreciate it. You get the signal that you're about to initiate the drop. You power on your reactors. Um, and the, the world down here is... Um, I'm going to say we're, we're in a mesa terrain, so... Redstones, Sandy Hills. Um, it's very clear which side is which. On the one side, you see Neo Yamato, which is a one of the four major powers of this galaxy. It's a technocracy, so th- those who have the best technology and intelligence are the ones who make the rules. And it is probably the closest group that can live in a sci-fi utopia. It's got this cool spire coming out of a dome. Um, it's very white and sparkly on the one side. On the other side, you see a literal town made of trash. <laughs> um, maybe not quite trash Lantis status, but, you know, it's a shanty town made of scavenged parts and pieces. Um, and they are pretty close to each other. Uh, and you can see on the ground, there's some wreckage of uh, past battles. Um, there's a like a holographic line that has been posted by the Neo Yamato group that says like do not cross at you know f- on pain of death type of thing. Mm-hmm. You guys are dropped right on the other side of that um, line in a very standard mech warrior fashion. The <laughs> it's going you know reactor online weapons online <laughs> sensors online. All systems nominal. Ah, you remembered it perfectly. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you're, of course, your IFF tags come up. So you can you can see, you know, the names of all the all the mechs in the area. You've got, of course, Breaker Harmony, Tanker Heavy. And finally, you get to know the name of the last mech 
silhouette zero. <laughs> he did it. He said the thing. He did it, guys. He said the thing. <laughs> oh, God. I hate it, but I love it. The perfect name. Erica, uh, take a scout position on the east ridge. Just uh, perform overwatch. Understood, Commander. The scout mech starts running off that one direction. Breaker Harmony takes a few steps forward. All right, are you ready for our outing? Shall we? Leave the way, good sir. Quite. Uh, I start walking towards the, what, is it an encampment? Is there a line? There's a wall. Not a great wall, but there's a wall. Uh, so I approach the wall. Not ridiculously close, not like knocking distance, but sure. Sure. So this this game also uses um, abstract distance ranges. So correct. near. So you're near range. So yeah, the ranges, for those of you at home, uh, close, near, far, distant. Close being your melee and etc. Yes. So near is essentially the same as short range. So you're getting pretty close. Uh, you can see people on top of the walls. You see they're bringing out like, you know, guns and Binoculars and all sorts of stuff. People are like on a radio and they're waiting to see what the heck you two are there to do. What were these people? Nova what? Nova Scars with a Z. I'll be sure to pronounce the Z differently than I would an S. Uh. <laughs> Attention Nova Scars. This is your final warning to leave the area. There will be no negotiations. There will be no bargaining. It is a binary decision. You have five minutes. I am October Gray in the Grim Horizon. Know my name before you die or live. Ooh, very spooky. Um, roll a presence for me. Okay. Ka-chow. Oh, that deleted the die. Uh, ka-chow. <laughs> 13. Just one under my 14 presence. <laughs> All right. 13 under 14. Beautiful. You, uh, you see some of them start running in a panic. Um, but some of them look angrier, so you're not really sure how well this has gone. Eh, even if a few leave, that's fine. <laughs> right. But, you know, you do see, like, there's a couple of speeders and trucks and things that, like, start zipping out the side gate. Do you think we've actually got them all to leave? No. Group like this, there's always going to be some diehards. Well, we are sitting here with, um, the timer running. Do you want to wait? Give them their actual five minutes. Of course not. The people who are going to leave have already started to leave. We give them the full time. They're just going to harden their defenses, aren't they? Very well. Let's begin. Roll initiative. So, everybody rolls either their mobility or system, depending on which one is higher. Uh, 16 under 19. All right. Breaker Harmony rolls 17 over 13 system. Not great. Silhouette zero rolls 10 under 16 system. Good. And Wait, the scout's highest is 10. system? I thought mobility was the <laughs> was, was a good stat for the scout. Uh his mobility is 13. Oh, that's still pretty good. Yeah. Um and let's see. Mobility or system. So <laughs> Uh, Tanker Heavy rolls uh, 13 over 8 for mobility. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Eight mobilities, the higher of the two. <laughs> yeah, system is six. Woof. Yeah. Power 13, present 16. It's a weird roll. <laughs> Makes it interesting, um, though. 
I'm not complaining. Yeah. Silhouette 0 is um, power 11, mobility 13, system 16, presence 9. That's pretty good. And then breaker harmony is power 13, mobility 8, system 13, presence 12. That's good, too. Yeah. They're not a mobile group. They're going to get hit a lot. <laughs> I'm a very mobile person. <laughs> okay, so you and Alice get to go before enemies, and then Erica and... Uh, racer go after well that's fine because we're not really in the battle yet anyway so what do you want to do oh I should give you something to do um, <laughs> I knock on the door angrily <laughs> enemy heat signatures detected um, and you do see there are two power up powering up mechs nearby when you glance over you can tell they're sort of scrapper mechs they're they're cobbled together uh, I turn to face them um how well do you remember Guffs, by the way? Um, well. Uh, so they were your favorite. Yes. So the shield that uh, Grim Horizon has isn't like a vertical link shield, but it's more of the horizontal. It's like if you rotated it 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. Like the Guffs did. Yes. Um, and the sword is sheathed behind the shield rather Got than it. on his back or his side or whatever. And so he like puts his, he raises his shield. You see it is a um, it looks like the Kingsguard logo, but with like a slash taken through it. Oh, nice. He reaches behind the shield and draws his sword. And unfortunately, we didn't get to do any of the cool little element weapons. So it's just a regular sword. Uh, what's their distance? Currently at near. Near? Mm-hmm. Okay, so order of operations here. How does this work? Move, attack, test, and use. I can do any two of those, correct? Yes. And if I do the same one twice, then I do the reactor die, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, this will be funny. Um, I'll dash at them, and I'm just going to take okay. a slash at one of them. So. All right. So roll your power. Oh, delete the die. Reroll. Uh, four under 15. Very good. Um, and what's the damage? Uh, my damage is eight. You, you have to roll the damage. Oh, right. Hey, it's eight. <laughs> <laughs> I was right the first time. So describe destroying the first one. <laughs> uh, it's your very stereotypical mecha, like, dash and slash, where it's just a diagonal cut. It it definitely cl- cuts it in half <laughs> with an explosion. <laughs> and the head of, of Grim Horizon turns to look at the other one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um... Breaker Harmony is right on your flank, right behind you. Uh, as you're turning to look at the other one, you see that she um, has followed you into battle, reaches back, pulls out the laser axe, the head of the axe goes and activates, and she nice. cleaves it into the um, into the, the shoulder of this mech, cuts almost all the way through, but not quite. It does seven damage. Um... But it's still it's still hanging on, but just barely. So that means it's the robot's turn. Yeah. So what happens is it goes. Um, it kind of meekly raises its right arm, which is like a little gun, uh-huh. and and tries to shoot the like the, shoot it at point blank range. His little his little beam spitter is what it's called. <laughs> How cute. Yeah, it'll beam spitter. Okay, so let's see. We'll roll mobility. As effective as a gym. It's probably not. Oh, got it. Hey, I got it. So I got eight. 
So yeah, he goes, he tries to shoot his little beam spitter. She jumps um, over it, like, and, and does like a flip, and it lands behind it uh, with the uh, axe handle still sticking out of it. And I'm just gonna go ahead and take the next turn and just say she grabs the axe and, dra and drags it through and just kills the, the rest of that thing. Just Oh, we can do that? Or is that just a thing that we're doing? Um, that's just a thing I'm gonna do because it doesn't make sense that I would miss that one. So yeah, um, <laughs> it, it, they only have eight hit points, so seven out of eight. Gotcha. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, but but it's now your turn, um, and and Alice is like, very good, excellent form, and to slice through with a, just a plain sword, you really were on the track to being a part of the king's guard. Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm checking scanners. Is there anything else? powering up or yeah you've got two more coming up from um behind the wall enemy heat signature detected so it's is it is it just us two going or are the other two going to help too or they're just they just watching uh they're at the moment just watching uh can you roll a system check for me sure uh 20 d20 uh, three under ten. Okay, on your sensors, you do detect a tiny little blip, and you look up in your cockpit chassis, and you see there's a little drone flying flying around. And this is um, this drone is Racer's drone. <laughs> so he has a little drone that he can deploy. It's a consumable, but um, it, he deploys the drone, and we can he can use it to uh, see what's going on. So he's got a little drone watching you. How cute! So you got two more enemy heat signatures coming from the opposite side of the. Uh, wall. Will you run another system for me? Sure. I'll I'll roll one too for the heck. Uh, sixteen over ten. So no. Okay. Um, Alice says this wall is mostly to keep out physical intruders and creatures. You could probably shoot straight through it. Could. How about a lift? Oh. Uh, I ping on the map for her to stand near the wall. All right. I like this. Um, <laughs> I guess roll mobility with advantage because she's gonna help you. nine that's fine 919 okay she puts her laser axe away uh puts the mech's hands together laces the fingers you jump up catch she catches your leg then effortlessly throws you over the wall and i do one of those like swirling spin flips you know the one i'm talking about the yep. really anime one <laughs> mm-hmm new land in close range between both uh, enemy mechs. Uh, you know, I, I think it'll be funny to actually use my module for this, even though there's no super important reason to. Uh, okay. So I'm going to activate the static cloud. going to use a mobility test. I got a one, so huzzah for me. Great. I don't know what that does for this, but it's certainly there. Um, so now I deal 1d4. I got a three. To both enemies and I become hidden. Um, let's see. I'm not sure. <laughs> this is not an attack roll. You get double damage, but you know what the heck? I'm just gonna let you do double damage now. So, okay. So six to each of them. I become hidden and I roll a reactor. Got a three. Right. I'm still good. <laughs> both mechs are yeah. like. <laughs> so I, I land between them, and I think it's like. Little hexagonal shapes like kind of pop out on like the shoulders and like the legs and like all these different and like my shield and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just sends out this, you know, burst of kind of like static electricity looking 
it's like a dome, I guess, probably appearance. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, uh, it messes with their visuals. Probably is the best way to explain how I become hidden during this. <laughs> oh yeah, between all the flashing electrolyte and then the fact that these electrical blasts are probably messing up with their systems, they can't get a lock on you. All you hear over the general comms is like, "Confound it! I can't see him. Where'd he go?" Um, so they can't actually do anything this turn. <laughs> uh, it's back to a uh, good guy turn. So that would only leave Alice, right? Well, Alice took her turn earlier. It's like Edge in the sense that you can go in whichever order you want. So, Oh, so we're back at the top of the order? Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you want her to go, she can. Uh, no, I think I'm just going to slash both of them. So one at a time, and then I'll do a reactor roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, 219... Or 215 and 915, and reactor is six, so that's still good. Yeah, very cinematic. I, you know, this this game is uh, really delivering on on uh, doing what it needs to do. I think it helps that we don't use the die tokens or the tokens and maps and stuff. <laughs> For me, map, maps is always what slogs me down. But you're right; it is very flowy, like action. Yeah, well, and and giving you the ability to attack twice is nice because that is in that kind of scene what the pilot would do you're standing between two stunned mechs hit them both yeah <laughs> um so yeah cool those get destroyed immediately over the comm uh, not bad i might just take a nap through this one <laughs> uh, by the way you got four coming in from the west <laughs> there are indeed four more targets uh, I will let it be top of the order again just for the heck of it they are at near range okay um, and is there a gate in on like an actual gate in this wall or no yes okay um, I would like to use uh, probably my gun for the first hit and then try to just dash through the door like you said it's not meant to keep these through right okay okay so Power attack first. Okay, that was a 20. Fortunately, I have adaptable robotics, which lets me re-roll a critical fail. <laughs> and I got 13 under 15. And so that is a damage die. Uh, is six. All right. So, wait, what kind of gun you have? It's an SMG. Okay, yeah. So, you start peppering away at one of the closer of the four incoming mechs. It takes a lot of damage, but... Probably also underneath the shield, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what feels right, right? So does it have the two points? What you know what I'm talking about? On the shield? So like, yeah, like, so like in some, I, I'm going to say Germanic, and I'm not sure if that's correct, but like in some Germanic shields, it would have like the, the wedge in it with the two points so you could like stab into the wall and keep a man's head like pinned to the ground type deal. I mean, I like that a lot, so yes. <laughs> okay, so I imagine like, the gun is in the center point of that, so you could, in theory, you know, stab a mech, pin it to something, and then just let loose with the gun. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, so... <laughs> Taking a lot of damage. Um, then I'm going to... Oh, let's be... Oh, yeah, and then you're going to crash through the wall, which yeah. is the gate, which is fine. Um, in fact, the whole wall just kind of teeters <laughs> over. <laughs> um... Let's be fancy, shall we? Yes. Use your stuff. So, Breaker Harmony has, um, as a brawler, as a move action, uh, she runs 
and makes an immediate melee attack. Awesome. <laughs> do it. And I do have to roll reactor for this. So uh, D20 and a D6. Cool. She was fine. And then we'll toss it in D8 for damage. So, so um, you, you see, like, the mech is sort of standing there serenely. And then all of a sudden, it's just like in a dead run. And then before it even finishes, like, stopping so that it can make an attack, she swipes out with a laser axe and finishes off the one you damaged. Boom. Big giant explosion. And of course, she still has an attack roll left so she will do that now um does she have the earthquake good. generator <laughs> she does not no nah. <laughs> um she has the chest beam <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so then she immediately swings around <laughs> aims for the back leg uh back of the knee joint of the next mech you are starting to see that the brutal efficiency that gave breaker harmony her um her reputation <laughs> okay so now it's their turn to fight so one that one that just got hit is going to try to pew pew with his little um beam spitter the scatter guns <laughs> yeah um and that is actually going to hit her for three damage but you know whatever it's three damage don't forget if <laughs> you have armor points you can sacrifice some of those instead of hit points oh i know but i want to um i mean to be fair you know how long this this mission's gonna go, so you can make those calls. Um, the other one is going to pew pew with his little beam spitter at her as well, uh, but she dodges out of the way of that one. The third one is going to attack you using his missile pods. Cool. Aww, aren't they cute? <laughs> uh, so roll a mobility for me. Uh, 12 under 19. <laughs> They like those weird canister-looking missiles. Uh-huh. I love those. Yeah. And they swarm all around. Um, and you you run and jump and they just explode all over the place, but nothing nothing hits. Uh-huh. Um, and I have to roll a reactor. Uh no, I have to roll a, a recharge. Oh, interesting. On that one. Yeah. Also, I, I just realized that the lower reactor die is even more risky to use because of how quickly you can fail because it's a one or a two for it to d for it yes. to downgrade yeah so you have a 33 percent chance on a d6 i have a 25 percent chance on my d8 yeah everybody's got a d6 except um erica has a d8 because i bought super reactor wait we had money gonna bought stuff um yes you do well i didn't buy super reactor i'm sorry um, super reactor is a module but yes you did have money um ah criff you did have 120 credits that's what I bought the drone with. That's what I get for skim reading. But also, everybody has. Um, uh, I would I would tell you when this is relevant. You haven't gotten hurt yet, so it's not relevant. Every, I bought um, one nanite repair package for everybody. It's mm. like health, basically. It's one d four health. I think it's one d four plus two. Um, and then silhouette zero has um, explosive rounds. Oh, cute. Um, which says an extra D6 of damage until your reactor is downgraded. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So uh, your turn. Mm. There's still three. There are three. One's damaged. Two are not. Uh, I think I'm going to run and do my static cloud again. Cool. On the two undamaged. Uh, yeah. So that's seven. Okay, so that's seven under 19 for my mobility, which is 
two damage <laughs> to each of them. Nice. And I rolled an eight on my reactor, so I'm good. So sprinting. Slides between the crowd. Emitters pop out. And strike. Okay, um, so we're going to do a use and a attack action for um, for Alice here. So the first one is going to just be uh, a melee attack on nearby. It was, but she got 15 over 13 for power, so she'll actually miss with the first attack. So she swings to try to finish off the one that she already hit. Um, it uses its damage leg to actually duck lower than it normally can. <laughs> Very clever. She actually says, Very clever. Um, but then she, like, her legs kind of, uh, she takes like a wider stance, and then the center portion of her next chest opens up. You see a purple, like, amethyst gem like thing in the center. <laughs> awesome. And, it goes, and then boom. And um, so we're going to see if that hits. It's the Agonizer 9000. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see if we hit with it. We don't hit with it though. Uh, roll your That's reactor. That's a bummer. Yeah, I did. Okay. I, I do them all at the same time. Okay. So, gotcha. Um, <laughs> um, and it again like ducks underneath, and there's a big purple lance of energy streaking <laughs> across the sky. <laughs> I like the chest beam because it has an interesting effect. That not only does it do damage, but it also shoves them back. Oh, that's cool. Um, to near. See, I like them close because I wanted to do more. Or melee stuffs. Yeah. Um, and anyway, the 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 goobs here are going to start trying to fight back. The one that is trying to punch is going to now punch, or the one that was closest to Alice is going to try to punch. And uh, but she rolls two for her mobility check, so she dodges out of the way. She probably just grabs Next. it with her hand. <laughs> oh yeah. So. The next one tries to hit it with a beam spinner. Pew, pew, pew. She also rolls another two. And so she moves her mech just out of the range of the of the blast. She waltzes with the other droid that she's got her axe in, in part of it and grabbing its hand. And she twirls across while it's shooting to dodge. She's not like that during her, her, um, her fighting. It's a cute idea, though. <laughs> um, and the third beam blast is actually going to hit her. Um from the guy who used up all of his missiles and he's like, oh man, I want my missiles back. Um, so she does take a little bit of damage there. <laughs> Two attacks, three and seven. Both under 15. Beautiful. And I roll six and six. Nice. Are these also eights or? Yeah, so pick two to die. Yeah, no, I was, I was targeting the same two that I shocked. Yep, okay, so those two are dead. Yeah. So I stab one through the head. Where are the cockpits on these, by the way? Chest? Um, so um foot. I, I imagine they're they're variable. Uh, but I'm gonna say with these guys' chest. So I stab one in the head, slash down through the chest, uh horizontal slash out, uh spin sword backhand style, stab behind me into the chest of the one other one. Nice draw my blade out both explode <laughs> in the meantime i rolled a critical one on Alice, and she does enough damage to take it out so what i'm going to have her do is she um wheels back around with her axe chops off the rest of that leg 
Um, and as it's falling, she picks up the bottom half of the leg and then just starts beating the back of that uh, <laughs> mech with the leg until there's like a small explosion <laughs> from some sort of fuel line that breaks. She goes, ah, I rather got a kick out of that one. And she drops the um, <laughs> leg on top of the back. How is he? How is he feeling about fighting alongside Breaker Harmony? Um, like he said earlier, happy that they're on the same side. Between her armaments and her efficiency and her brutality, she yeah, he's happy they're on the same side. A little bit impressed because I mean he was essentially all of his problems came from him being a little overly ruthless in like a one-on-one thing that wasn't supposed to be serious. So he mm-hmm. does have some degree of um, admiration towards her. Roll a system for me. Nine under ten. Unidentified energy signature detected. Warning. Your sensors pick up something coming out of the town itself. More? I thought this was supposed to be an easy job. More what? What are you talking about? There's another one coming. What? Where? She turns around. She's looking around. She doesn't seem to see it. Oh, I'm going to roll one more. Alice, 20 meters ahead, in the center of the town. It's not a standard reactor energy signature. Something's wrong. Fall back, everybody. Fall back. Do you listen? He does. Because as, as brash as he can be, uh, you know what? No, he doesn't. He's a maverick. He's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Commander. Any, are there buildings here? I mean, there are little, there's, yeah, there's small buildings, yeah. Uh, he'll like roll behind one of the buildings and like try oh, looking for cover. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. What are you doing? Ambushing? You don't know what it is you're ambushing. I said fall back. You can see on your sensors, um, Tanker Heavy is now starting to make his way forward, like at full speed, although it's a Titan class, so it's not that fast, but it's full speed. Uh, he sounds serious, doesn't he? Ah, he falls back. Do you want to roll another. And now, like another system, try to get a better sense of what the heck yeah. is going on. Three, three under ten. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how much science background do you have? Uh, probably not a ton. Right. Enough so military enough to, science. Yeah, basically. military science. Enough to understand how your stuff works. Yeah. You don't really understand the energy reading you're getting, but you know it is getting larger. Um, it's not any sort of energy signature you've ever seen in a mech or a ship or really any reactor before. But whatever it is, it's getting more powerful by the second here. What the? Uh, falling back. <laughs> and then boom, out of the, the like the side of one of the buildings, there's like a long tentacle claw type thing coming out of it. Um, in, in my head, it's like the Dr. Octopus claws right. from Spider-Man 2. Just <laughs> narrowly avoids you, <laughs> grabs into uh, a piece of rock, rips it apart another one uh, it arcs kind of from above looks like it's about to impale your shoulder but then like uh gee no i'm not gonna make you roll for it as you look up like you're about to make your move you're probably gonna block it with your shield or hit it with your sword or something there's like a bending of the light like and something knocks it away um before you can do that there's a, a shake next to you and then Silhouette zero decloaks next to you. <laughs> you now, I know in the in the game text, like the cloaking thing is just a thing scouts have. Like it's part of its deal. Right. However, um, for the sake of this story, um, you have never seen such a thing before. Oh, nice. Um, 
There are probably, I mean, because there, there are enemies that have active camo, so I'm going to say, like, there's probably some visual distortion, some color blending, um, like, mm -hmm. some really wavy light stuff, but, but this is, is like, like perfect. perfectly invisible. Yeah, you've never seen this before. <laughs> it's the difference between Halo active camo and zero tech. <laughs> yeah, or um, Halo active camo and, like, a Romulan cloaking device, like, right, it's just gone, baby. And she's like, uh, and you hear Erica say, Hold my position here. Holding. So then all four mechs are, are in, in formation, and then sort of rising out of the ground is this weird um, squid-like mecha monstrosity. <laughs> and I think that's where we're going to call it for today. Honestly, surprisingly fun. <laughs> the game? I know. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Really into it. <laughs> I'm, I am genuinely surprised. It's actually pretty fun. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So, I mean, we've tried different OSR systems before. <clears throat> I've mm -hmm. used the black hack a little bit in solo work in terms of like writing stories and stuff using uh -huh. it. Um, but I think the mecha hack has a level of polish that's different. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I think it no, it understands its genre very well. So like all the modules, all the equipment, everything like fits. Yeah, everything felt like I I understood what they all meant pretty intrinsically. Yeah, and then I was sort of curious um how these enemies were gonna balance out, right? So it, it warns you kind of early on, like if you're a level one character and you use a hit die two character or a hit die three enemy, you have to add a, a plus one to every roll um, for enemies of higher level. So I thought, well, I better stick with level one enemies right now while I'm sort of getting the system under my belt. Uh -huh. But my concern was sort of like, was it going to be overly balanced where it was like, yeah, we're going toe to toe? Or was it going to be a little bit further on the super robot spectrum where like you were going to easily thrash these level one guys, which is kind of what I wanted. Yeah, it's... Okay, maybe unpopular opinion here, but my hot take is even when you're level one, you should still be able to have some enemies that you can just rinse just to feel like you're good. Because, you know, yeah. tactics and stuff is fun, but I mean, intro, let them, let them just wipe something out. It's fun. Get them into it. Get them hyped. Yeah, you know, actually, I feel like Pathfinder did a good job of, of sort of building that up because in Pathfinder character creation, you have to explain what justifies you as level one which i thought was kind of interesting like that level one already by itself meant you were already sort of famous and sort of heroic yeah um it's of course easier to do that because they have their you know their their enemy creature difficulty rating down to like 0.25 right <laughs> intervals um so like their math is very strong so it's easier to balance that I'm impressed with the balancing here. Um, I did want it to feel a little strong. Um, so that's cool. We'll do a little boss fight, I think, next time. We'll start mm -hmm. that out. Um, and we'll try out the boss fight rules. I don't know. I really like this. This is cool. Yeah. No, it's fun. Well, um, you guys tell us what you think about the, the mecha hack. Um, and, you know, is, is this is this uh, a cool little series? Hopefully you like it. We've always liked mecha um, things, so... 
Hope you enjoy this dalliance into fighting robots as we repair our Star Wars world. <laughs> In the meantime, um, you know, you know the drill. Uh, Twitter at SilZeroChris, SilZeroMedia.com. Uh, other Twitter is at IngDaydreams. Matt's Twitter is SilZeroMatt, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. M-A-T-T. Um, Patreon.com slash SilZero. Oh, streaming. I forgot about that. Um... I started streaming because Matt bullied me into it. I just told you it was fun to do. <laughs> and he is right. So last week I did um, Persona 5 Strikers. Or I guess technically the, the, it's called Persona 5 Scramble, the Phantom Strikers, but whatever. Um, so I'm playing the new Persona 5 game on stream. I haven't really figured out my schedule yet, but I will probably post that somewhere if you are into watching streams. Matt, chat. I also Matt, gonna... chat. Matt, chat. Matt chat. Yes, you can you can join the Matt chat where the chat was temporarily only full of Matt's. If you um, want to pretend your name is Matt, we won't question it. So Komodo we, hype. We can go for it. <laughs> we can do that. Matt is also apparently teaching me all sorts of Twitch slang, which I am unaware of. Um, and then I'm also probably, probably going to put the streams on um, the Soul Zero Media YouTube channel. And I'll, I'll link all that stuff on the website and the Twitter. So if you're curious about that, We'll give you more info on that soon. And I will probably <sighs> do some streaming when I feel like it sporadically. Uh, I am at Twitch TV slash The Brother Matt. Uh, I did Hollow Knight once for a few hours a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, and I, I have I have Twitch acquaintances, so I might be able to get some of them roped in to help me do stuff too. Oh, and, um, and I started playing uh, the What's It? Squadrons. Squadrons, yeah. So um, we're, we're taking with the idea of making a, a Sil Zero Squadron called um, Garbage Squadron. <laughs> um, the <laughs> Because we're all bad. We're all people with jobs, so we're all bad. Um, we're bad at games. I'm, I, I mean, I'm like, that's my my brand is being bad at games, you know? <laughs> um, the the uh, the in so okay so we the garbage squadron it might have two possible catchphrases uh one is the one i'm putting forward which is i guess they'll do <laughs> um or um one came from leslie's husband greg which was um when the best are doing something else oh <laughs> uh, those are both really good i'm not gonna lie i know i know so we're, we're thinking about it but so yeah join the patreon and maybe you can also join garbage squadron um we haven't actually <laughs> done anything yet but we're thinking about it so oh boy okay uh, that was a lot of ad stuff but we're that's trying to do ads. new things and that's it's your favorite really, thing yeah, to do canonically chris can't do one thing for very long no <laughs> you, i you can't need to keep um, him entertained like a like a like a new puppy you have to do enrichment. Yeah, it's like um, I can't work on one thing unless I'm ignoring something else. So there you go. Um, That's just called procrastinating. Okay. Um, what what are they? What's the May the Force be with you from Gundam? Because Gundam is the Japanese Star Wars. Um, mm. Big Zam is watching. Behold, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Zam. <laughs> I'm not gonna do what you said, Noah. <laughs> 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 that's it that's it okay bye <laughs>